the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. None of us deserve a relationship with God, but through Christ and because we've responded to Christ, we have a relationship with God. It's only when we respond to the call. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Forward in faith, I believe like you do, going forward. Let's not stay where we are. Let's keep our eyes out there on the horizon. God has great things planned for us, and we have a shepherd that's going to take us from here to there, where he wants us to be. We're going to look at Abraham today. Now, he's the father of us all, all who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior are children of Abraham. Abraham Now, people had faith before Abraham, but Abraham had the faith that brought him into a personal, intimate relationship with God, into that born-again experience, although the word term born-again was not used until Jesus talked to Nicodemus in the New Testament. But that's exactly what Abraham had, a born-again experience. And everybody who has a born-again experience is a child of Abraham. He's our, our father. And uh, we're going to look at this scripture today, and I, I trust we'll be blessed, built up in the faith, drawn closer to God, and understand more perfectly God's plan and will for our lives. So faith brings us out, faith brings us in, and faith brings us on. We're going to read in unison. It's going to be on the screen. And uh, there's a lot of scripture there to read, but I want you to follow along and, and or just read it. Now, I, before, we, before we read it, just listen to this. In, in chapter 12 of Genesis, God speaks to Abraham, leave, go. That, that's verse 1. Verse 4, left, he set out. Verse 5, they set out. Verse 6, Abraham traveled. Verse 8, he went on toward. Uh, Verse 9, continue toward. There's a lot of movement here. There's a lot of going forward, a lot of going forth. So let's look at the screen and begin reading. And we're going to see ourselves as we go into this new year, going forward in the Lord, led by his Holy Spirit, led by his Holy Word. Together, let's, let's read. The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed with you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him. Okay, let's stop there. Now, that promise to Abraham, since we're his children, that's God's promise to us also. And that's a, a fantastic, a marvelous, marvelous promise to every child of God. Now, here's what happened. God called Abraham, and Abraham responded. God is calling everyone to follow Jesus and to become a Christian. But there's only going to be a certain number who will respond. And those who respond will move forward in the faith and realize the fulfillment of these wonderful promises. Now, Abraham <clears throat> lived in a land of idolatry before God called him. That means simply that Abraham served a false god. He put a false god first in his life. That's what idolatry is. And before God called you and me to come into the faith and to accept Jesus and to become a Christian and follow him, there was something that we prioritized in our life. We put ahead of everything else. Whatever it was, that was our idol. Everyone, sinner and saint alike, has prioritized something, has put great value on something. Everyone has an idol. I have chosen Jesus to be the one that I'm going to follow. He's, he's my idol. He's my Savior. He's my God. You've chosen Jesus. But everyone, those who are Christians and those who are not Christians, everyone has prioritized and put something first, loved something more, puts greater value on something or someone. Everyone. So Abraham had an idol. Everyone has an idol. We're coming from something that we put first to reject that and now put Jesus first and put him upon the throne of our heart. Now, Abraham was an idol worshiper. He lived in the land of Ur of Mesopotamia. It was a wealthy, wealthy area. And he worshiped the god Nanor, the god, the moon god. His father, his grandfather, his ancestry, they all had this idol before Abraham was called to follow the Lord, and they worship the moon god. So God comes to Abraham and says, I want you to follow me. I want you to follow the true and the living God, the God of creation, the God who, who created all things, the almighty Jehovah. Uh, and so Abraham heard that in his heart. God convicted him. God just singled him out. I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe it was because God knew that Abraham hungered for truth and hungered for reality, and God knew that he would get a response from Abraham. And so God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to lead you now to the true and the, to the living God. Now, Abraham did absolutely nothing to deserve this reality. Nothing. I've heard people say things like, well, you know, I'm a Catholic because my parents are Catholic and my grandparents were Catholic and, and I've been raised Catholic and that's all I can be, a Catholic. I've heard people say things like, I'm a Baptist or I'm a Methodist. My parents were raised Methodist. My uh, ancestry goes back, we go back into uh, Presbyterianism or whatever. And that's what I am. That's what I am. Well, it, it's, it's not the name of the religion that God is, is concerned about. God is concerned about our hearts. 
Are we following him? Are we following him? Fine, be a Catholic. No problem with that at all. There's a lot of saved, born-again Catholics. It's not being a Catholic. It's being saved and in Christ. It's not being a Methodist. It's not being a Baptist. It's saved and in Christ. The, the, the church doesn't save you. Jesus saved you. And then we come into the church, the family of God, and we enjoy each other and are strengthened by one another. But how many people... I, I, I even talk to neighbors and friends, and they will say things, well... I'm a Catholic, but they, they very seldom go to the Catholic Church, but they, they put me off real quick that way. They, they, they have a way of putting me off. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Methodist or I'm an Anglican, and uh, so they, they sort of stop me from going forward. Uh, you, you can have that name and still be lost, still be in your sins. You have to turn to Jesus. He's the only way out. And so Abraham had his God, and so some people are putting the church up, and they're saying, I'm this, or I'm that religion, or I'm, I'm this, some other religion, and, uh, but, but that, that doesn't work. That doesn't touch the heart. That doesn't change the soul. That doesn't bring us into a relationship with God. But none of us deserve a relationship with God, but through Christ, and because we've responded to Christ, we have a relationship with God. It's only when we respond to the call. Now, Abraham did nothing to deserve. Now, listen, friend. <clears throat> if I got what I deserve, this past week I was in Baltimore on some business, and I uh, had to park the car. And actually, we have to park the car to get out of it and to, to go into the building. And so the parking lot I was in was an underground parking lot. And I had to go to the lowest level, the fifth level. Well, when I came back to get in the car... I had to get on an elevator to go way down into the bowels of the earth. And so here were two older ladies that got on the elevator with me. And now one was the daughter and one was the mother, but they both were old. <laughs> but one was older than the other. Now, if the daughter was old, you can only imagine what the mother looked like. <clears throat> well, we got on the elevator and I greeted them. And uh, we stood there for a while, and finally they, they got over and they pushed the button, and number two. And when I waited patiently until they finally got settled where they, they pushed number two. <clears throat> and uh, I'm fidgeting, you know, and so I reached over real quick, and I pushed number five. And they both turned and looked at me, and they said, oh, you're way down there. <laughs> I said, yeah, I am. And the older lady, the, older, the, the one that's older than the older, <clears throat> she looked at me and she said, you know, when you get down there and you begin to feel wor warm, you'll know why. <laughs> well, I started laughing. And you know, when I laugh, I cough. So don't say anything funny to me today. <clears throat> and I hacked and coughed and laughed and choked, and, <clears throat> and the, the, the they got off, the elevator doors closed, and I was still in there <laughs> going down into the heat, you know. So what I'm saying is, <clears throat> if I got what I deserved, but thank God I didn't get what I deserved, <laughs> instead I got Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad for Jesus. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Can you say amen? <laughs> amen. Well, Abraham didn't get what he deserved. He got what he didn't deserve. He got a, a relationship with God, and God called him sovereign God. Jesus even said, I, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. 
Now, think of the privileged person that you are to be chosen by Jesus to receive the gift of salvation and the gift of eternal life. And Abraham was 75 years old. We're talking about some old people today. You know, that old lady on that, uh, that, that older elderly lady, excuse me, on that uh, elevator, uh, you know, when you're older, you can say things that you couldn't say when you were younger, you know. <laughs> and so since I'm not that old, I just keep my mouth shut. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything. When I get old, I'm going to talk then. But God called Abraham, and now this is how he called him. We read in Acts chapter 7, verse 2, the glory of God appeared to Abraham, or Father Abraham. Now, who said this? It was Stephen, one of the deacons. He was soon to be stoned to death, and the Apostle Paul, where Saul of Tarsus was there, who later became the Apostle Paul, uh, consented to Stephen's death. But before Stephen died... He spoke to the Sanhedrin that he was giving his testimony to, and he said, the, the, the glory of God appeared to our father Abraham. Now, I, I read that, and I, I'm, in, I'm enchanted by that. The glory of God. I want the glory of God to appear to me. Has the glory of God appeared to me? Has it appeared to you? I think so. Let me tell you why. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham heard God speaking. Abraham felt a conviction or he was convinced that God was calling him into a reality experience, not a, not a churchanity, not a religious experience, but a spiritual born-again relationship intimately with God. And he responded. Abraham then responded to that. And because he responded, there came a desire for him now to be obedient and to follow the Lord. Now, that was the glory of God appearing. Now, think about it for just a moment. The glory of God came upon him. What was the glory of God? It was the spoken word of God that came. It was the hearing of the word of God. It was the responding to the word of God. It's now being obedient to the glory of God. That's what the glory of God is. And it's coming to you this morning. The word of God, if you're hearing it, if you're believing what you're hearing, if you're responding, if you have the intent and the conviction to be obedient, then the glory of God will appear to you. It is the word of God that spoke planets and heavenly stars and, uh, into existence. It's, it's the word of God that spoke the earth into existence. It's the word of God that spoke and the Red Sea opened up. It's the word of God that spoke and Lazarus came forth from the dead. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God and you're getting it today. And the glory of God is going to shine upon you and come to you. Are you listening? Are you listening? Let the glory of God come. The glory of God is coming to Abraham, but the glory of God is coming to you and me also. This is his word. We held it over our hearts. We gave thanks to him for it. And now we are receiving it. To him be the glory. Now, part B. Part A, faith brings us out. Just as it called Abraham out of Ur of Chaldees, the Mesopotamian area, from a moon-worshiping God, the word called him out. The word called you out of a world of sin. The world called you out of a dead religion. A world called you into the world of faith. 
the kingdom of God. It called you out. Now the word of God, the faith is going to bring you in. And we're going to read together Genesis 12, 6 through 8. Look at the screen or at your Bible and let's read it together. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree at Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward Negev. God brings us into a new land. This is the Christian experience. I'm referring to the Christian experience, a relationship with Jesus as a new land, a new life. God called Abraham literally from the land of Ur, where the moon god was worshipped, to a land that flows with milk and honey. And Abraham followed. Now, it was a literal journey, but it was also a spiritual journey. It was a land, when I read the land of milk and honey, it means agricultural prosperity, where the blessing of God is resting. God has called us to something more beautiful than we've ever had before in the old life, in the old faith, in, in, the, in the faith that wasn't working for us. God has called us, and we have responded. Now we're flowing and following the Lord and moving onward in our spiritual journey. There's a spiritual journey that's taking place. The calendar is moving forward, literally moving forward. As Abraham moved through the land, the days, the weeks, the months passed. But he kept moving toward the promised land. But there was a relationship with God that kept growing at the same time. So let the calendar go forward. But let us go forward in our relationship with the Lord because we're moving toward the land of prosperity where the blessing of God is upon us spiritually, where we have an intimate relationship with the Lord, where we know his blessing and his nearness and his power. Now, notice, everywhere Abram went, Abram or Abraham, I'll call him Abraham because in, in Genesis 17, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. But everywhere Abraham went, he did two things. He would pitch a tent, and he would build an altar. Say that. Pitch a tent, build an altar. The tent meant, I'm journeying through. I'm not here to stay. This world is not my home. I'm headed for the promised land, the land of spiritual prosperity, the land of material and physical prosperity. There's prosperity in in God's promises, and my faith is in God's promises. So this tent would speak to all about him. It's, it's not only the words that we say, but it's the life that we live that the people see. And so Abraham was telling everybody about him, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to stay. I'm just here to move on. Now I'm, I'm, but, but then when he gave his testimony of moving on, that this is temporary, that I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God, then he would build an altar and he would kneel and worship the Lord. Now, you could track Abraham's journey by the altars he left behind. Everywhere he went, he built an altar to worship the Lord, but he would pitch a tent to say, I'm moving on. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm closer to God this year than I was last year. 
I have more faith this year than I did last year. I know more of the word and have a relationship with God than I did this time last year. I'm moving on. I'm moving forward in the faith. Now, this is what I'm calling you to do. This is what God is calling us to do, to move forward in the faith. Don't become so attached to this world. Let the world know, but let yourself know that you're living in a tent here. You're just passing through. This is not permanent. Regardless of what happens to the stock market, regardless of what happens on Wall Street, this is not permanent. You're just a passing through. You're a citizen of heaven. You're part of the eternal. This world is part of the temporary. But God has put eternity in your heart. So just remember this. You're just passing through. You're living in a tent. Someone says, oh, I just love my house so much. I just love my house so much. I love my job so much. I just can't see myself retiring. You know, it's a, this is just so great and so wonderful. And I, I just love life. I just love life. <clears throat> a number of years ago, my uncle died, my uncle Bernard McVicker. He was an uncle by, by marriage. He married my mother's sister. But uh, my, Bernard was a Christian. Um, I don't want to call him Bernard. My mother always told me, don't say Bernard, say Uncle Bernard. Always put uncle and aunt. Now, you say aunt, but up in western Pennsylvania, we say aunt, like a little aunt at the cross. <clears throat> but uh, she always corrected me and my sister, put uncle and aunt uh, uh, there. So, Uncle Bernard. And the older he got, the closer to the Lord he got. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? The older we get. And uh, the longer we live, but we need to remember this. We're headed for the land of milk and honey. This, this land of milk and honey that God promised to Abraham, he promises to us. And it's not death and heaven. That's not it. It's, it's blessing and heaven right here on earth and then heaven later on. But uh, Uncle Bernard got clo became closer to the Lord, and I observed it. And when he was dying, and my mother told me this, and then I checked it out with his daughter just this past year. Uh, when he was dying... He was unconscious and in a coma, and they heard, he loved to sing, but he couldn't sing. He didn't have a singing voice. I never heard him sing, any, but he always was singing, but he always sang hymns, and it was sort of like he, it, was, it was barking more than singing. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked him to sing a solo here. You wouldn't have appreciated, but he, he, I always liked to hear him sing, and uh, he was always singing a hymn, and um, when he was unconscious, you know what's in there? Is going to come out. And they went over to his bed where he was in the hospital, and they heard him singing, This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Friend, I wonder what you're going to be singing when, you, when, when you're drawing your last breath. <laughs> But I'm drawing my last breath. Friend, if this world is all you have, those kinds of things are going to disturb you greatly. But if you know that you are a child of God and your name is in the book of life and heaven is your home and that you're just a passing through, if you know that, do you know that? 
then this world won't act upon you and have the influence that it otherwise would. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. Thanks for listening to The Healing Word coming to you from the Largo Community Church, Mitchellville, Maryland. The Largo Community Church is a Bible-believing church. You're invited to come and worship with us. Each Sunday morning, we have two great, wonderful worship services, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I can assure you, you will hear the Word of God. We're located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. That's also South Bowie. Check out our website. That's largocc.org. May the word of God you hear on this program bring healing and wholeness to your life. Spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. We appreciate your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. Friend, Jesus loves you and we love you too. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.